Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of Kids Views. I am not in the studio. We're all remote today. Happy New Year <laughs> with Amy Oztan of Amy Ever After. Hello. Hello. And Andrea Smith, our technology guru extraordinaire, although now we're, we're doubting her cred right now because we can't get anything not to so work much. on her computer. <laughs> um, it's really sad. Today on the show, yeah. we thought we would jump right in and talk about resolutions. Um, obviously, everyone's making them, but we thought we would talk about how to help your kids make them, which, you know, spoiler alert, if you don't keep yours, they're not going to keep theirs. Um, but we'll have a thing on how to help your kids keep the resolutions. And then we asked a lot of you out there what your parenting resolutions were. So we'll go through people who've made any. And if you haven't made any, I think it's an interesting thing to do. I, um, a few years ago, was asked by some brand, I can't remember, to write an article about parenting resolutions if I had any. And it was, I had never thought about it before. So it's an interesting practice. I think everyone focuses on their weight or their whatever, but like, <laughs> it's interesting to think about the thing you actually do every single day if you have children living at home with you. And even if you don't, which is parenting <laughs> every moment of every day. Um, so let's jump in. Andrea, you sent this great article called Eight Ways to Help Kids Make New Year's Resolutions that was in Parents Magazine. And, you know, this article, it was interesting because one of the people, one of the things they talk about is that kids ages 7 to 12 are like the perfect age to start making resolutions because they're young enough that they haven't formed really bad habits. <laughs> and they're or they firm. just obsess over their, you know, their parents' bad habits when their mother keeps saying, I have to go on a diet or I have to start going to the gym. Right, exactly. Um, it says like they're old enough to think about what a resolution is and how to make their own, but parents can help them, not like a teenager who's going to get defensive and, you know. Why like, are you trying to fix me? Right. <laughs> I like macaroni and cheese every night for dinner. Go away. Um, <laughs> so... You know, one of the things they talk about is the, what we just, what I mentioned at the beginning, which is be a resolution role model, which means to do this as a family. Mm. Um, and I, has anyone, to, I actually tried to do that with my children a couple nights ago on New Year's Eve. I was like, we should all make New Year's resolutions. And they were like, no. No, no, this is not <laughs> something that I, I've ever even talked about with my kids. I don't think we're just not that type of family. And also what kind of resolution do you make as a family? Like, as, again, aside from food, like let's all eat healthier, you know, what, what kind of resolution do you make as a family? Well, Be what nicer about, or? or how about things like, um, once a week, we're going to do a bike ride together or take a walk together, or we're going to do one physical activity a week together as a family. I could totally see that working yeah. with younger yeah. kids. Like, we're, we're so past the point where we can plan anything with all four of us at any right. given time. Well, maybe that's a resolution, right? Like, at least once a week, we have family dinner. Oh, we have family dinner. I would say, well, Jake is gone two nights a week, but usually the other five nights we're all together. So, I, I, like, that's something we do. But, like, that's it. Like, like the, the 15 minutes when we can get everybody to the table, like, that's it. 
Right. Everybody's scattered. But otherwise. I think for a lot of people, even that's hard. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, look, the one we talk about all the time, which is no devices at the dinner table. Um, the fact that that might have to be a resolution for your family. This is a good time to implement that. It's a new year. Buy a stupid basket. Yeah. <laughs> or a charging So that station. all of you do it. So, so that, that you, you don't come do to the it. table. Right. My, right. my husband and daughter have this habit that drives me crazy. We don't have any devices at the table. Often I'll bring my, my phone with me, like, to take a quick picture of the food if I made something that looks awesome. Um, <laughs> but, but then, like, you know, I take the picture and it goes away. At the end of the meal, when we're all just kind of done eating but still sitting there, they get out their phones and play each other music. Like, oh, you've got to hear this song. Oh, you've got to hear this song. And I'm like, can I just have like a nice, quiet ending to these? It's always music that I can't stand. Um, so I think I think they should resolve to not drive me crazy. Well, you know, one of the things this article talks about is before you make resolutions, go over the positive things that your kids accomplished over the past year. Yeah, so it's not like, here's all the things you're doing wrong and here's how to fix it. Right. Instead, say, like, remember when you practiced every day your instrument for 15 minutes or 30 minutes and then you could play that song really well that was so hard at first? Like, sort of remind them that all these little bits of effort through the year or if maybe they made their first soccer goal or they, you know, brought their grades up or whatever it was, like, remind them of success and then say... Now, what's something you'd love to do this year that you know you could build on? Um, which I think is kind of a cool idea because I don't think kids ever look back. <laughs> you know, I don't think people look back. Um, yeah, realize so what hard. you've accomplished. Yeah, so like start with that, right? Um, yeah. And they also say don't make the resolutions for your child. <laughs> that um, was really yeah. interesting to me. That was so interesting to me because... I have to say, I was totally guilty of saying, hey, why don't you try to do this? Or this is something I think you should work on. And the whole idea of letting kids say, you know, here's what I think, or here's a goal that I have, even if it's a really silly goal. I mean, I, I wish someone had hit me on the head with that. I resolved not to be a crazy control freak. Oh, my God. How are you going to do that? <laughs> no, I mean, just with my kids, like that would be it. Like if I were making resolutions for them, that'd be like the first resolution would be, okay, I have to not make resolutions for their, for my children because right. they're own people. Well, it's no, start I with categories, right? Um, yeah. You could start with categories, like give them like, say one personal goal, maybe a friendship goal, uh, maybe like a doing good goal or like helping goal and then a school goal. And let yeah, them I like, fill that in. I actually like the word goal a lot better. Um, yeah. It's resolution to me. It was always like, I'm going to walk five days a week. I'm going to, you know, do this, this, this. And then by the second week of January, I would have like messed it up. And then I'm like, okay, I'll just do it next year. It was, it was way too, um, I, I, I'm not good at consistency. And so it was not, I have to make goals where there isn't like, um, trying to think of a good example like one of my goals this year is to start another website so like that's something that I can work towards I'm never failing at it you know I can always work towards it but there's no point where I'm like I failed I didn't do that thing oh I'll just do it next year well and that's such a big difference because yeah. if it's a goal you're working towards it but if you say this is a resolution and you say I'm going to go to the gym three times a week and then all of a sudden you find you're not then you feel like you're a failure especially for kids Exactly. I, well, one of the things they talk about is you have to take that broad goal and break it down <laughs> and, and break it down and break it down. And this I learned like just in my just, like business 
productivity classes that we were in last year is that you, if you can't do anything, if all you have is a lofty goal, like you have to look, actually look at your schedule and put it in and then break it down into smaller steps. So if your goal is, you know, to get an A, if your kid's goal is to get an A in math, like that's fine, but then it has to be broken down into, I will, let's say, start with doing your homework every night. Right. And then I will watch one Khan Academy video every week on whatever I'm doing in math, you know, and then you put it in the calendar like that's going to happen on the night. I know I have no homework, which is Thursday nights from, you know, 430 to five. I'm going to watch a Khan Academy video like the more you can help kids and yourself break it down. Like if you say I'm going to go to the gym three days a week and you don't say I'm going to pick out my workout clothes the night before. I'm going to pack my whatever in my bag the night before. Like you have to be able to break it down or you're just setting yourself up for failure or the months go by and then you're like, what, what happened? Yeah. Um, So what are your guys goals or resolutions? I didn't make any. Um, No, (laughs) I did not. I, I haven't, honestly, we were away and then we were still together. We had a lot of togetherness. (laughs) over the last 10 days with like 14 of us. Um, So I feel like I haven't had a moment maybe until today to start like be by myself. Right. And think about like, I need time to think about it. And I, cause I am a breakdown person, but I, I did so many things last year as goals. And I can tell you right now I achieved one. Um, which it, one? it was hard. It was pivoting our business, kids' views. It was a oh. big, big, big goal. It took the whole year. But my personal goals, I didn't do any. Like, I had signed up for these master classes online. I had signed up for a language class online. <laughs> I had huge lofty goals. Um, and I didn't do any of them. And it totally is because I didn't put them in my calendar. I just yeah. didn't. Um, and that took its toll like week by week went by and I would do it here and there. And then I couldn't remember what I did. And it was so ineffective and such a waste of everything. So I'm going to start fresh. And I think that's why it's really important. Like the article says is not to make too many resolutions, you know, not to really have this long lengthy list and to break it down into manageable chunks of success. So you don't find yourself a failure. Right. It says it takes six weeks to create a habit. So I believe it. So what about you, Amy? Do you have any resolutions? Yeah, I'll I'll link to it. I actually put it on my blog, but there were three. Oh, now you're super accountable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's public. Um, That is the best way to keep me accountable, actually. Uh, But the first one was to look ahead because I'm a huge procrastinator. And so like if something is happening in a month, it's kind of what you were talking about, about breaking things down. Um, I know what I have to do to get to the end of that task but I'll wait until day 29 out of 31 like even though like in my head I know that I should have been doing stuff all along so I just need to look ahead more and say okay if I have a trip coming up on Monday morning on Thursday I need to start doing laundry instead of like not even thinking about it until like midnight the night before that I'm leaving it's it sounds stupid like duh of course you're supposed to do that but I don't I let things sneak up on me so That, yeah, that was number one, just, just looking ahead more and not sticking my head in the sand when things are coming up. Um, the second one was, you know, it had to do with, with things like starting the website was just get started. Like 
so often I have things that I want to do and I get overwhelmed by the entire task. If I just take the first step, then I, I most of the time I actually follow through. It's getting started that really, really is difficult for me. Um, and then the third one actually uh, was partly due to Rebecca. Um, I spent a, a couple of months, like really intense months, um, organizing most of my house. There's still a few rooms that I haven't touched. But now that it's at a point where it's more organized, I need to not spend my own time cleaning it because it's an impossible yeah. task. Our house is gigantic. There's It would be just be my own full-time job. Um, so rather than sit here and go, oh, I can't do everything, I'm not going to do that one thing. I'm going to hire a cleaning service that Rebecca recommended and just have them blitz my house. Yay. Like a Yay, yes, you're I, getting over it. I'm try I'm trying really hard. I have a huge problem with people in my space touching my stuff, but I'm going to get over it and I'm going to try to have as many people come in as once. It'll be less painful that way. Yes. Like if if it's like five people for, you know, five hours, it'll be less painful than having like one person come in twice a week. So yeah, that's going to feel good when I finally get that done. Do it. What's outsourced gets done. It is my I, favorite motto ever. I love that saying. Yeah. How about true. you, Andrea? You know, it's funny. So my goal is to be like what Amy's doing now. Like I, I just want to make sure that I'm spending more time sitting down and writing for me, like maybe write a blog post or do something and not constantly um, writing for somebody else, you know, or mm. constantly just trying to um, keep up with what I have to do. In other words, react, I'm reacting to things, but I'd really like to be more proactive and think about the things that I want to do and that are important to me. Um, that said, I don't, I think you guys know, I always carry my little, my little reporter's notepad with <laughs> to-do lists. And then I wind up at the end of the night trying to cross everything off. And then if I don't do it, I leave it there. And of course, at the end of the, um, pad when it's done. I have all these things undone. Right. So for the holidays, my husband bought me this huge, huge, huge pad. And <laughs> so one of my resolutions is to sort it out. Like Rebecca was saying, break it down, you know, to do personal, to do work, to do house. And one of my resolutions for the house is we have been here a little over a year now. I'd really like to unpack the last of the boxes mm -hmm. and um, like kind of be here and feel like I've moved in already. Yeah. And love hard. my love my kitty cat who's walking across my keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> I am um, now I, I don't want to poo-poo your list because some people are very, very paper oriented. But for those of our listeners um, like me who are not paper oriented, I started using AnyDo last year. It's Any.do. Uh, yeah. And it's been really great. It's actually, I think it's the app that helped me the most last year because you can divide your lists into different categories. Um, you can connect them to Alexa, probably Google Home, although I haven't checked. Um, and the really nice thing is uh, it does this thing each day at a time that you set called an any do moment where it goes through your most urgent tasks and you can like either say, yes, I'm going to do that today or put it off for another day and just kind of organize what you want to focus on that day instead of just letting the list like build up and get giant. Huh. No, that's that's cool. interesting. I, I downloaded that actually because I read that it was one of the um, to do lists that works really well with a Alexa. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, you know, my only complaint, and, and and I've suggested this to them, and I hope they fix it, is um, when you integrate your Alexa to do list and your Alexa shopping list, there's no way to keep it out of the any do moment. So the uh, the daily moment thing. So if you let it go on long enough, then your moment is like frozen pizza. Like, I don't, uh, so, yeah, that that list just needs to be separate. Maybe your That's, kid did that, Amy. Maybe it's not them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they don't have access to my any do. Luckily. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so if, if you could just keep your grocery list separate from the any do moment, it would be the perfect app. That right. is my own complaint about it. That is cool. I want to say this parents magazine article too, about helping your kids, which obviously applies to you too, but, um, it has really good ideas. And they were saying like, if your kid sets a resolution saying I will help more around the house, let them break it down even to so much, like I will set the table for dinner. Um, you know, instead of I will improve my reading, say I will read 15 minutes before bed every night. Excellent. Um, or instead of I will eat more healthy, say I will eat a fruit at breakfast and a vegetable at dinner. Like things, yeah. little really things. And I think that works for adults too. Um, so, you know, even those things like saying you're going to outsource your cleaning. I had a, we had a business a colleague who said, make a list of the things you want to suck at. And so it's all the things you like either hate doing or, you know, you know, waste your time or whatever. And like make that list and either stop, just get them away or outsource them. Like truly find someone else to do it. Um, if you can, if you can afford someone great, if you can trade with someone else, you know, if you can have pick up among a bunch of different parents and then you get free time, whatever it is, like figure out what you want to suck at and then go for it. Yeah, I like that. I when yeah. when my kids were little, like we didn't have a ton of extra money to spend on babysitters. So a few friends and I, we made a little babysitting co-op where we had poker chips, which represented an amount of time. So like if you watch somebody else's kid for a certain amount of time, they would give you those poker chips and then, you know, you could pay them to somebody else. And it doesn't always involve like hiring an expensive cleaning service. Like you can trade this stuff off with friends, find the things that you like to do and that they like to do and try to get everything covered. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. When Matt was younger, we had friends. Um, honestly, you know, I needed help after school because I was working in the city and Dick was working in Washington. And this mom, the, the kids were best friends and the mom would take Matt sometimes or pick him up from wherever and get him to Hebrew school and help. And then on the weekend when she really needed time because she was a single mom, I would take her kid and just take him for the whole day and she'd have the day to do her running around and her errands. So it, it, it does work. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and when my kids, like even now, but especially when they were little, having an extra kid wasn't like having an extra kid. It was having a distraction for my kid. Oh yeah. Right. So it's like, are you kidding? I'd rather have the extra kid. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So it's good to assess those things too. Instead of just thinking what you want, think about what you don't want <laughs> in your coming yep. year and how to adjust that. And for your kids too, if there's just a bad habit your family has fallen into, you know, someone was saying it's easier to start something new than try to stop doing something. So, oh, I like that. you know, if you can replace instead, um, I had a friend who used to do that for Lent every year. She used to, she, I mean, it was so funny. She'd say, I'm so sick of Lent just being everyone's excuse to diet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like that's all it's up what it's become and it's not what it's about. So she used to do something every day. Um, for her, she used to go to mass every morning, um, and then sort of do one act of kindness every day. And she just felt better than being like, I'm not going to eat chocolate for Lent. She was like, that has nothing to do with the world. Like, you know, so I like that idea for New Year's too. Like if you're making a resolution, 
Um, and it's, we were talking about things you could do with your kids. If you as your family decide to volunteer more or whatever, again, you can break it down. Like we're going to all participate in this 5K this year for, you know, kids with cancer or we're going to do cookies for kids or, we're, you know, whatever it is, um, you can do that as a shared family goal too. Nice. Uh, lots of good, lots of good suggestions. Lots of good we'll, suggestions. We should do a six month check-in. Yes, we should. We should all post our, we'll have to just check in on Amy because she made hers public. Yeah. <laughs> I made you a can... little list. I made a list <laughs> of my list. Yeah. Um, you can check on me in my sparkling clean house with my new website right. with yeah. my packed bags for my trip. The other, you know, the other trick is once you write your list, you stick it up somewhere like in your kitchen or in your closet door every morning so that your list isn't living on a pad um, so that you actually look at your list every day. Well, paper. On paper. I'll, I'll put it I'll put it on any do and then it'll pop up in my moments. There you go. Yeah, if you're always on your phone, that's where you need it. So, there you go. Um, Make it your screen. Yeah, I will say I just want to quickly go through some of the parenting resolutions we got online because I think some of them are so good. Um Oh, from, from our friends? Yeah, from people on Facebook. Um, Jamie Sullivan, she's a PR person, an on-air personality. She was saying, yes, less yelling. And I think that is a huge resolution for so many parents because you hate when you yell. Like, you always feel bad after, but it feels so good while you're doing it. <laughs> like, and it's harder to stop in the winter when the windows are closed and you know that people can't hear you as clearly. <laughs> I yell a lot less in the spring and fall when the windows are open. Um, Summer's a, fine because the air conditioning's on. It's a hard one because I feel like that's the kind of one where you're going to have to figure out a different behavior. Like you have to replace that. <laughs> and I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's a timeout for yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. That old commercial where you count to 10, I'd have to count to a thousand. I'm a yeller. Right. I mean, we had another blogger, Danielle Faust, who said she's going to whisper instead of yell. Ooh. And she tried it already on her kids and they were so confused that it totally shut them off. <laughs> they That's started awesome. to pay attention because they were like, why is she whispering? Like it was scarier. Yeah. Um, and then Amy, a different Amy, was talking about taking the time to recognize when things are going well. Oh, yeah. Which is definitely a That's big That's a good one. one. Yeah. Like take a moment, say, oh, that went really well. We had such a nice dinner. Everyone did their homework. Doesn't everyone feel good? Like you, and one of that parent article said, don't use external rewards or bribes. Like let the behavior be its own reward. So that's something to think about. Don't be like, you did so well. Here's some candy. <laughs> like just don't do that. Um, and Susan Pizera, who's also a blogger, was saying not touching her phone when they're all home until after bedtime because hmm. she needs to be an example because she keeps goal. telling them. Yep, that's a big one. Um, I think that's a big one. I think tech is a big resolution if you can do it in your family on how to manage the tech in your home. All right, hmm. and with that thought, we'll be back with our Bites of the Week for <laughs> all things tech that you can add into your life in the new year. <laughs> we'll be right back with Bites of the Week. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. All right, we are back with our Bites of the Week. Amy, what do you have? Okay, so I have something that I binge-watched um, right after Christmas, I think the day after or two days after. Um, it was only four episodes, so it wasn't hard. But it's called The Toys That Made Us, and it's a series on Netflix. There are four episodes right now, and I believe four more coming this year. 
And each one focuses on a toy or a line of toys and how it came into being and the people that made it and how it affected, you know, the country. Because there were some that people just went crazy for, like Star Wars and Barbie. And um, it was it was awesome. It's not for kids. It's um, <laughs> what yeah. kind of toys are they talking about? <laughs> I, well, the toys are definitely for kids, but the series, you know, there's a lot of language. I mean, they're talking to grownups, right. you know, so um, I, a teen, I think would be fine, but, but it's not for little kids. <laughs> um, but like the, the star Wars episode was just really excellent. Um, the He-Man episode i never played with he-man couldn't care less that episode was absolutely fascinating that sounds so um, cool yeah so the first four i think were star wars barbie he-man and gi joe and then listed on uh, maybe on imdb or somewhere um coming up as hello kitty transformers star trek and lego oh. so yeah i'm looking forward to those Very that's on cool. Netflix. all right andrea all right. Well, mine is not techie. How's that for a resolution? Not techie. <laughs> um, I saw a movie, and you guys know I never see movies, ever. Like, not until they're at least three years old. Um, we saw The Shape of Water, and it was fantastic. Oh, I want to see that. And last year, I did see La La Land, because everybody was talking about it. And I know everyone loved it, and you know, up for best picture, and artsy, and... I just didn't like it at all. And so I was worried that The Shape of Water, I would feel the same way about. But instead, it is so beautiful. It is just physically beautiful to look at. And it's such a great story. It's like a a, a fairy tale and a romance and a thriller. And I am so, so glad that I actually got to see it mm. when everyone else is going to be seeing it. So I highly recommend it. There are, like, 75 movies out right now that I want to see. It's terrible. Like what? That was the only one I could oh my god, that the, I wanted. The LBJ one, the one about um, the Pentagon Papers. That's us. The, That's my bite. That's my bite. <laughs> okay, <I'll stop> <laughs> my bite is The Post, the movie. Um, okay. The Post, which I will be honest with you, I did not realize it was about the Pentagon Papers. I thought it was just a remake of All the President's Men and was about Watergate. Uh, I did not know it was going to be about the Pentagon Papers, which obviously preceded Watergate. Um, it's a great movie to take your teen to take your kid, your older kid. We, I had a nine-year-old with us too. She didn't understand a single thing that went on. Um, and you have to give your kids some historical background. It does not do a good job of, it tries, it has a beginning of the Vietnam war, but it's very hard to understand what's going on. And they need some history of Kennedy um, and Johnson, because part of what the movie explores is not just the distrust of the government and how the government, like, you know, hid all these secrets forever about the war, but how the cozy relationship between the press and the politicians is why none of these things got revealed and why politicians were allowed to get away with all this. Um, so your kids need a little bit of history on like Kennedy, <laughs> just who he is, because there's a lot of talking about Kennedy. Um, and that the relationship between the press and the president isn't, wasn't like it is today. It was, mm. but in, it was worse in many ways because yeah. they were so collegial that a lot of the press didn't see or wouldn't report on the president on the stuff they knew. Right. Um, oh, I mean, they kept protecting. the Marilyn Monroe affair. Yeah. Totally secret. Well, it wasn't just Marilyn Monroe. I mean, it, he had hundreds of affairs, but not right. just the. But even his death, the way they really didn't even cover JFK's full. 
the impact of what happened that day um, out of deference to the family. I mean, there were just things, it's, it's just interesting. And they sort of show how they came to terms with that too, of what they sort of let escape because these people were their friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very interesting in that way. And obviously in the era of fake news to see how many months of research go went into telling the story of the Pentagon Papers, how careful they were. And then, of course, the Supreme Court lawsuit, which laid the, you know, reinforced the idea that they had the freedom of the press, that the press was allowed mm. to publish the stuff was really important. So there's a lot of like history in there and it can get kind of slow. My only beef with the movie was that they made Catherine Graham out to be this like uber feminist. Like she has this like feminist awakening during the Pentagon Papers and it's just such a bunch of bull. Um, and I do think that happened to her later in life, but not then because she was sued by the women at Newsweek two years later for mass sex discrimination. So like they sort of Mm. conflate a little bit of that for this me too moment. She has like, Meryl Streep has like a rousing feminism speech and you're like, "Eh, okay. Um, (laughs) that my daughters enjoyed it. So anyway, I, you gotta go, you gotta go, especially if you have kids, teenagers, um, I think my above. son would right. love that. Yes, Off for sure. to the movies. Now I have that another movie to see. Yes, put it on your list. It'll be good. <laughs> I'm on, making it a resolution. It'll be good on cable too. Um, <laughs> the total <laughs> airplane or cable movie also. <laughs> so that is our show for today. Yay, happy new year. Happy, happy new, year. new year. Glad to be back all together, even if it's virtual. And you can find us on radio.com and iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. Something happened when everybody updated their iOS. Um, I don't know if people realize, but they lost a ton of their subscriptions. I know I had to resubscribe to all of my podcasts. Um, Mm. So if you got kicked off, please resubscribe and rate, review, share. And we'll talk to you next week. We'll be from CES, Amy and Andrea covering the best tech for families live from Vegas. I'm so happy I'm not going. Um, (laughs) But they are. Speaking of needing to pack early. There you go. So stay tuned next week so you'll be in the know on all the cool family tech before anyone else. Bye.